It is the Matt Mosley Show, uh, and it's uh, Nikki Collins' weekly appearance uh, here on ESPN Central Texas. And Nikki, that was um, that that was a rough one the other day uh, in Stillwater. Now I, I got to say, there were moments when I thought your team showed some resolve and was really trying to battle back. I thought one of those happened, obviously, in the third quarter. Uh, you got it to within 12. You start kind of, and, and, and it really did feel like you were kind of pecking away at the thing. I, I'm sure, you know, the moment I thought, okay, this is, this is not our day, is when they banked in a long three with like three minutes left. And, and I'm sure, yeah. obviously, you got to, you know, your girls kept, uh, you know, your players kept going, but that's that. There, there were just moments in that game, Nikki, that I would think you had to say, well, there's nothing we can do about that. Now, there's some things I know you're going to be able to, to, to clean up, mm-hmm. but uh, there, there were some shots and broken plays. I mean, it, that was just one of those games where you just had a lot of things go wrong, and a lot of those, some of those things were out of y'all's control. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, 95% of it was in our control, and we just didn't control it. Um, you can control your energy. You can control your effort. Um, you know, even on that play, um, you know, we had we had come down in a numbers break and almost basically turned it over twice on the same possession. You don't – that doesn't actually happen analytically or statistically, but, you know, we have a, a three-on-two with an easy layup, and we throw it directly to them it ricochets off them, comes back to us, and then we fumble it, um, you know, and so it just becomes this free-for-all. And, and that that play was kind of a microcosm because, mm-hmm. you know, the pass is long, Garzon runs it down, steps out of bounds, um, but technically legally stepped out of bounds and was able to get back in bounds. I mean, it, to me, that I would question some of that. But um, And then she banks the three, but... You know, we we didn't guard the first possession of the game correctly, and you know, and amazingly, as much as I I will usually go into the huddle and focus what is what is the first play we're going to run, the entire time I was talking about, hey, when we jump out and head to the screen, it's a five person job. You know, we've got to aggressively jump the screen. We got to be in rotation, mm-hmm. and and we didn't guard the original screen right. You know, we didn't close space on the ball handler. And and then, you know, then there's this this um, domino effect of that. You know, were we late to the roller? Eh, maybe kind of. But if we had guarded the, the, the ball correctly, you know, we, we don't we don't put ourselves in that situation. And so I just think there were a lot of possessions like that where um, when we have our most success with this team, it's because we're really dialed in defensively. Um, doesn't mean we dominate in every area defensively, but we dominate in game planning. We dominate in um, being where we're supposed to be and understanding who we're guarding and taking away, taking away their strengths. And when I think they got off to a good start, we let that we let that affect our offensive execution. And, you know, we're just not um, without an Asia Blackwell or a Dre Edwards or a Melissa Smith or like we rely on good team execution. You know, we, we just, we need that. That doesn't mean we don't have players that can go make plays individually, 
but we rely on our spacing to be able to make those plays. And so if we're not where we're supposed to be, if we don't cut hard, if we don't set the screen where it needs to be set, um, if we don't attack and get our head up when we touch the Big 12, um, we're, we don't make all these contested crazy shots, you know? I mean, and, and so I think that's where they just were so much better than us at attacking downhill, taking the first bump, touching the lane, and then being on balance and making good decisions. We played off balance all night. They bumped us. We weren't getting a call on that first bump. And then we just picked our dribble up and tried to yeah. shoot layups when our last dribble was at the elbow, you know, and, and, and now we're not finishing. And so, you know, we just, we let, we let, let their toughness and physicality bother us, even though they're not necessarily bigger than us. Mm-hmm. They played more physical, you know, they were a bunch of fifth and sixth year seniors out there um, that just, that played harder, played more physically um, and, you know, and they had an amazing crowd, you know, and it's just, we, we get everyone's best shot. I don't care what our record is. We're still Baylor. We're going to get everybody's best marketing effort. You know, we're playing two pink games in a row, you know, cause at K-State, you know, and, and considering that Jeff Mitty's wife, um, you know, has been battling breast cancer and I imagine they're going to have a great crowd for our game. Like we get great crowds, you know, when we go on the road. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with all of that. I, I, I think um, you saw like all not uh, certain of their players. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing early on, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you just hit like a Dirk one legged shot. And then, and, mm-hmm. and you're, you're totally right. They, there were some things y'all were doing in terms of trying to make some shots. Uh, and, and for whatever reason, they were making some of those kind of shots where you're just like, wait, what did she just do? Like it looked like she was going to pass, and you know what I'm talking about. All night, us, uh, yeah, uh, trying to yeah. remember. It, it, she just like turned it into a shot at the last second, and it fell. And so, um, you know, it is interesting. And, and to your point, Collins is a really good player, and there were moments where you know you can tell Bugs at some point is going to be able to body her up and and really give her problems. It's just not quite yet. I I, I got to say from a positive standpoint, um. You put Abraham in there late in the first half, and and her length gave them problems immediately. She yep. blocked, she altered two shots, she blocked maybe maybe we give her two blocks, and um yep. and then she she looked great on that shot she took. She stepped up with confidence and and made that shot. So it is interesting. I know what you were looking for there. You're like, okay, let's see what she can do. Let's see what Ferreira can do, and and they did kind of shake things up and provide some a little bit of energy off the bench. I thought. Yeah, and I think that's that's what we need, you know, like um sometimes you you need you need the energy, you need the effort, um you know, and it's 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 an interesting thing though um with freshmen because you know, Kyla Abraham has shown these flashes in practice but not consistency. Um not consistency of effort, not consistency of like understanding um why and what and all of that. But, you know, she's been practicing pretty well lately. And, um, you know, we were dealing with Erica with concussion-like symptoms. And so because of that, you know, she gets this opportunity and, and she takes advantage of it, which is awesome. Like you love to see players, you know, um, seize, seize opportunity. You know, so we hit the practice floor 
yesterday and after a day off on Sunday. And I'm not getting effort out of her at the beginning of practice. And I'm like, hey, you can't show up and you can't show me three good minutes like that and set this expectation of what you're capable of and then show up on the practice floor and not go hard. Like that should give you motivation. Like, hey, look what I could do, you know, but it's just Mm -hmm. that's what you battle sometimes with young players. You know, this idea of like, hey, now I've shown something. Now I've raised the expectation. Now I got to live up to the expectation. And I think that's, that's basketball in general. Like that's sports in general. That's, you know, like so often what players deal the, the, have the most struggle with just in general is reality and expectation. You know, like it's, you go into a season expecting like, I'm going to shoot it better. I'm going to, you know, this is, this is what I think my role is going to be. This is like, and then when their reality doesn't meet their expectations and maybe they're playing a lot of minutes, but their shots aren't falling. They're playing a lot of minutes, but they're turning the basketball over or they thought they were going to play more, but they're not playing. And then dealing with coping with, you know, their, their personal expectations not being met, even though look at every team in America, there are teams with 15 players and, and six and seven of them look at Stanford. They have probably on average seven players that don't get in the game on every single game day. You know, and they're playing nine and maybe 10, but they carry so many. But seven, eight, nine are playing six minutes, eight minutes, you know. And so I think that's that's the challenge for all of these guys is like whether you're playing or not playing, like really being able to um, look in the mirror and 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 find a way to stay motivated and to want to be better, whether you played a lot and weren't successful, whether you didn't play a lot. What do I have to do to get on the floor? You know, and then you, you always hit a point in the season where players are like, Oh, I'm not going to play. So then are they giving it in practice the same way? You know, when they think suddenly like, I'm not going to play, does it matter? You know, and trying to keep people motivated. Like it's really a complex game and managing, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, is, 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 is what we honestly get paid to do outside of just winning basketball games. Yeah, talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance, the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. What also had to be driving you nuts was the just the turnovers. Some of them were what we call the catastrophic, which leads to a breakout. Some of them just kind of like a little bit mind-numbing. I mean, it's hard to say don't dribble the ball off your foot because occasionally stuff like that <laughs> is going to happen. Um some of it's just kind of though i mean like you said the double turnover it's like okay got the ball back nice oh wait gave it right back to them um and i guess it snowballs on you i mean suddenly it's like six turnovers turns into 15 y'all have had games where you hold it under 10 turnovers so it's not like it's not within you to be able to do that yeah i think it's um I, i think there are two things for us in particular um you know, we don't, I don't spend a lot of time making excuses. I just don't, I don't, people don't want to hear excuses. And quite frankly, I don't um, like making them anyway. But I think, I think the last two games, Sarah's turned it over an uncharacteristic amount. And, and to me, um, it's a direct reflection of she hadn't practiced one time all week. You know, she took a shot to her shoulder um, against Iowa State late in the game. 
and she didn't practice on Sunday and Monday before OU. Um, she didn't practice on Thursday and Friday before OSU. And I just don't think there's a lot of players. Now, did she play valuable minutes in both those games and, and help us? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, a year ago when she was playing with a broken wrist at the end of the year, you know, she did defensive stuff but no offensive stuff, and she struggled offensively down the stretch last year. Um, and I just don't think players are sharp when they're not getting repetition. I just think that's the nature of um, their, their – you know what? LeBron James might be able to take practice off or two practices off and still be LeBron James because of the 10 billion reps you know, he's gotten by the time he's 30 years old and 35 years old. But I just don't think there's a lot of collegiate kids that cannot practice and, and be sharp in games. You know, it doesn't mean Sarah didn't make some shots in both those games. doesn't mean she, you know, wasn't still um, super valuable to us. Um, but I think some of her turnovers driving in to traffic and just losing the ball, um, you're not sharp when you're not practicing day in and day out. And so we have her back in practice now. And hopefully, like, that, that helps that because she's the one I trust the most with the ball in her hands and in difficult situations. And and I think, you know, Jaden has to take better care of the ball um, for sure because she runs so much point for us and, and you know, isn't necessarily a big scorer but is someone that can put downhill pressure on teams and get the ball to teammates. And, and um, you know, we're obviously better um, when she gets eight to ten points. You know, she doesn't have to get 20. Um, but when she's – um, gets in the lane and makes some layups and puts some pressure in transition. And so, to me, a lot of our, our turnovers stem from, you know, those guys not really being as sharp. You know, I think Caitlin had an uncharacteristic amount of turnovers against Oklahoma State. Um, but I feel like that's more of a blip than it is, like, a reason. Um, there's no obvious reason for that other than she just made some bad decisions. All right, and and I wanted to uh, you mentioned the Kansas State game and uh, what that that environment could be like. I mean, the good news is y'all have had some really good performances on the road, and um, you know you've had teams when y'all get in a little bit of a funk for whatever reason y'all can run off. And I was looking at the schedule coming up. I mean, there is a chance to get this thing going in the right direction headed into the Big Twelve tournament. Um, what what is K State? You know, when you're uh, when you're kind of looking at them and what they've done lately, to me, they uh, uh, obviously everybody, with maybe the exception of TCU, is uh, a threat in this conference. And even TCU obviously plays ex- extremely hard. What is uh, what do you kind of have to emphasize going up against this Kansas State team? Because again, like you said, some of these ranked teams, um, just when you think Kansas State's struggling, they'll jump up there and get a big win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have two top 15 wins this season. They beat Iowa, who's a top five team. They beat Mm -hmm. Iowa State, you know, just a couple weeks ago. So um, you don't take anyone for granted. I think they're a team that, um, you know, they they don't necessarily go as Gabby Gregory goes because she's been really consistent for them as far as putting the ball in the basket. Um, but I think they're, you know, I was, I was listening to a stat watching the men's game last night, um, that, uh, our men are shooting like, I think 43% of their shots are three point shots. So their shot volume of threes is really, really high. But when you have 
you know, Flagler and you have LJ Cryer, who are both in the top five in the league in field goal percentage when they shoot so many threes. It's like, it's insane. Um, I think Kansas State isn't exactly like our men, um, but I think their shot volume from three is 45%. So 45% of their shots are threes, and so they let it fly. Now, the biggest difference yeah. between Kansas State and our men is they shoot 28% from three. Um, and so, you know, it's it's not that they're uber efficient from out there, um, but it means they can get help. They're going to take a lot of them when they make threes. They're dangerous. They're a team that relies on the free throw line. Um, they get you stretched out, and then they attack the basket, and you got to guard them without fouling. You know, they're not a particularly efficient team when they're attacking until you foul them. And so, you know, to me, those those are the keys. It's like you got to get a contest on the three, um, and you, you've got to make them play through your chest without fouling and make them try to score over you instead of around you. And, and so those are the two, like, key things in, in terms of who they are um, because they play, you know, they've got three sophomores that play a ton of minutes that all played a ton of minutes as freshmen. Um, the difference is a year ago, they had a Yoko Lee, you know, anchoring the paint. Yeah. And now those guys expected to do a whole lot more. And as good as Gabby Gregory is, um, she doesn't demand double and triple teams um, the way we did. So, um, and then, you know, they've been a two, three team most of the year. Um, if they're not in their 2-3 zone, they're in switching man where they're going to switch 1-5 through five every screen, off ball, on ball. So that's a little bit different. You know, Maryland's probably the only team we've played this year that really plays that way um, in terms of how they defend. And they played us, you know, 38 minutes, 37 and a half minutes of, of zone in our first game. Um, but we may see a little bit more man because we were really effective um, when we got the ball to the high post of uh, getting easy shots against them, whether it was from three or, or Bugs or Bella collecting layups um, from Kate. So, you know, I think it's, it's, it's being good executing, whether they're in man and switching or, or zone and getting our high post touches and, and then threes and free throws. Well, um, we'll be watching. Uh, you brought up the men. I can't help but wishing, uh, Y'all could have a similar like return from Asia, like like what's happened with uh, John Wajachua. But we can dare to dream, yeah. and I think you've done a really nice job. You know, uh, you know, do putting her health and everything first. Um, I know, obviously, if she was right, she could help you in a tremendous way. But uh, but we'll you know again, all in good time on all these things. But. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. I hope your uh, I hope the Super Bowl outcome was okay. Were you like the rest of us? Were you upset about the uh, defensive holding call that robbed us of a chance to see <laughs> Jalen Hurts take it down the field at the end? Yeah, I mean, look, I I had it on. I, I you know, we we've lost back to back games, so I spent a lot of time on Sunday watching our game film and and Kansas State game film, and and um, you know, Sunday is always a big women's basketball. Day, at least in the SEC, and and so you know I, I I wasn't I had the game on, um, you know I mean I was like everybody else at halftime going, dang I didn't know Rihanna you know Rihanna was pregnant, um, <laughs> so you know I, I think that um, you know what would have been more exciting for it to finish differently sure, um, did I have any skin in the game who won or why no so you know it was. Uh, 
unfortunately, it was a really exciting game, I thought, up until that point, and it kind of took away a, a little excitement at the end. But, you know, hey, hey, hey. When when you coach, if you spend too much time worrying about officiating, um, you're not going to get much sleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, always uh, always good to to catch up with you and uh, get after them uh, tomorrow night. And again, I think uh, this could be a fun run and get going again. And who knows, maybe hit your stride right there in uh, Kansas City. I'm planning to be there, so I hope that's uh, what occurs. So this will this will be uh, hopefully a, a really good stretch coming up. I appreciate it, Nikki. Yeah, you got it. Nikki Collin with her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, as we continue on in the 5 o'clock hour, a little more fallout from the Super Bowl as uh, – as as we kind of look forward and will the Eagles look like these same Eagles moving forward and will they still be the team to beat in the NFC East? A couple of thoughts on that. That is next. <laughs> 